every heart sing, Lord, I want to live for thee. Come now. Lord, I want to live for thee.
let the church say amen. From the gospel, I'm sorry, from the book of Acts. From the book of Acts. Acts chapter 11. And I'll begin reading with verse 25. Acts chapter 11, beginning with verse 25. These are the words you find. Then departed Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul. And when he found him, he brought him unto Antioch, and it came to pass <clears throat> that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught much people, and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. Amen. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. I, I want, for a few moments, I want to talk about folk called Christians. Folk called Christians. Who are these folk? What do they do? What do they stand for? What makes them Christians? What makes them any different than anybody else? Brothers and sisters, whether you realize it or not, <clears throat> these are what I believe are legitimate questions. They're legitimate questions that are being raised right now. And they are being raised right now concerning those of us who have professed Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of our lives. Who are these folk? What do they do? I share a memory that lingers in my mind and I don't know why I, I can't sometimes remember what happened last week but I can remember my childhood I remember things that mama taught me one of the things that, that lingers in my memory my, my childhood pastor his name was W.H. Huff and he baptized me at the age of five from that age, I was taught by my parents that now you are a Christian and you have to live a Christian life. They taught me, they taught me that <clears throat> you have turned your life over to Jesus now and you've got to represent Jesus in everything you do. I was young, I was young, but 
I was serious about this thing. I was young, but I was serious. I was careful to try to do everything I thought Jesus wanted me to do. And at that age, it, was, it wasn't that, that hard. Yeah, just be nice to folk and be mannerable and uh, make sure that whenever you went up the street, if Miss, Miss, Miss Thornton needed somebody to get a mail out of the box, you'd do that. Whatever good you could do. It, it was easy at that age. At that, I, I learned yeah, early to do unto others as I wanted them to do unto me. I, I really was giving God my best shot. But then when I was 10, <clears throat> when I turned 10, our pastor, my childhood pastor, he, the, the one that baptized, he was called to another church and we got a new pastor. His name, and I'll never forget him, his name was Marion Rufus Dinkins, Reverend Dinkins. And I, I miss my pastor. I miss Pastor Huff. It took me a while to get over it, but I learned how to love Reverend Dinkins. That was one thing that confused me about Reverend Dinkins. Reverend Dinkins, he would get up on Sunday and after he would preach, after he got through preaching, for some reason he always sang this same song. He'd get up after he got through preaching and the song that he loved and he sang every Sunday after he got through preaching was, Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. In my, anybody remember that? Lord, I want to be a Christian in my heart. I, I, I didn't say anything right off, but that really confused me a little bit. Confused me a little bit. I, I, and I finally had the conversation with my mama. Now, my mama, my mama never knew me as a preacher, but I, I'm convinced that she knew something was going on. And she would take time and explain things to me. And the conversation I had with my mother, I was expressing my thought, how can he preach? How, how, how can he talk about Jesus and then people come and accept Jesus if he's not a Christian? Why is he saying that I want to be? Are y'all hearing me? Mama, in her wisdom, as only a mama can, mama, mama said, uh, oh, 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 he's a Christian. God is just not through with him yet. And then she introduced me to a new word. The new word the mama introduced me to was the word striving. That was a new word to me. I hadn't heard that. She said, yeah, yeah. He, he strived. She said, to be a Christian means that you are striving. You are working at, you are becoming more and more like Jesus every day. Are y'all hearing me? The moment you accept Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior of your life, she says you become a follower of Christ. You become a Christian. But then in her, the best way she could explain it, she said, but then you spend the rest of your life trying to be more like him. Are y'all hearing me? She said, you don't understand that right now. You're only 10. You're only 10. You're, you're only 10. You don't understand right now. Right now, being a Christian comes easy to you. Right now, you, you, got, it, you, got, it, you got this thing down packed. He said, but I, I, I want you to know that as you get older, the more you will understand the challenge. 
I'm walking with Jesus. May I tell you, mama never lied. <laughs> May I tell you, she did not lie. As I started getting older, <laughs> my teenage years, got my driver's license. My brother would let me use his car. A little girlfriend. They let me go pick her up. And, you know, Dick and Reeves, you know, back then they didn't have them consoles. They had one long seat. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you know. <laughs> and, 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 and she would get in the car and slide all the way over to where you are. <laughs> and then the right music would come on. The sun would drop, and you start humming, Lord, I want to be a Christian. <laughs> Are y'all hearing me? You get a job, finally get a job, get on a job, and you're trying to do the best you can, and that supervisor just shows up and seems like always on your trail, always got something wrong, always... Something in you, you, you know what you want to tell him. But, but you end up humming, Lord, I want. Are y'all here? Am I, am I with anybody in the house? And even in the church, you, you're trying to do the best you can, giving your best of your service, and somebody still going to talk about it. Somebody still find something wrong with it and you find yourself humming, Lord, I want to be a Christian. <laughs> well, that's been over 60 years ago and I got it now. I understand the challenge of trying to live a life for Jesus. I understand how this world will treat you if you try to be Christ-like. But just like I was confused then by the word Christian, I want you to know that people throughout the ages have struggled with this word. People throughout the ages have struggled with this word Christian. Just what does it mean? Where did it come from? Come with me to the word. Come with me to the word. The book of Acts shows the beginning of the church. You remember in Matthew 16, Jesus says, Jesus promised, he says, upon this rock, I will build my church. But it's in Acts that he delivers on that promise. He delivers on that promise. And in Jerusalem, in Jerusalem on the day of Pentecost, he delivers on that promise. You remember, the Spirit of God showed up. In the upper room, and change the whole world forever. Right from that room, from that event, it was from that event, right there in that upper room. It was from that event that the church got its start and the church began to grow. But although they had been instructed to go into all the world, somehow they had fallen in love with Jerusalem. Are y'all hearing this? So, so that 
God's saving message, the saving message that he left for his church, the, that saving message uh, that he left for the world, somehow that message was being held captive in the church. Y'all ain't hearing me. They, 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 they established these little meeting houses and they would come together and celebrate in these little meeting houses that this newfound salvation, but, but, but all of the little meeting houses were in Jerusalem. So in order, in order to get all that power out of those little houses, in order to get all that power out of Jerusalem and out into the world, God allowed a virus, I mean, <laughs> persecution. Y'all hear me? He, he allowed persecution. Yeah, in other words, what, what good is power locked up in a building? What, what good is power locked up in a little house? So, persecution. Persecution of Christians broke out and and, and, and all around Jerusalem, there, there were people being persecuted for calling on the name of Jesus. And that, that, yeah, even Deacon Stephen was stoned to death. And because of persecution, the church began to scatter outside of Jerusalem. They began to leave Jerusalem and they began to go throughout all of the region. But the strange thing happened. As the church scattered, it grew. Y'all hearing this? Being persecuted, but it grew. In other words, they were more effective in that scattering than they were in that gathering. That makes sense. Yeah, a small band of believers running for their lives. One of them, one of the small bands, found their way to the city of Antioch. Of all places, <laughs> For a Christian to show up, Antioch, trying to live right, trying to do right, but show up in, you got to understand Antioch. Antioch was to Rome what New York is to the United States. And it, it, even in Bible times, Antioch had it going on. Antioch, even in Bible times, Antioch had paved streets and street lights. It was the place to be. It was the hangout. Are y'all hearing me? Antioch was the place where everybody met. It was the place where all cultures, all religions came together, worshiping anything, worshiping everything. All of that took place in Antioch. But this little band of believers on the run show up in this city but they were not at all intimidated by all the other stuff going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They show up in Antioch. They were not at all intimidated. Look at verse 21. It says that they had the word of God on their lips. And verse 21 says that the hand of the Lord was on them. Y'all hearing this? Well, it's going to help somebody right here. They're out there with everything going on, all kind of beliefs out there, but the hand of the Lord was on them. Note now that in this little band, in this little band, that, 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 in this little band of Christians, there were no apostles, there were no ordained preachers, there were no church officers, just a band of folk who believed. Are y'all hearing me? 
We don't even know their names. But their testimony and God's anointing was so strong on them. In verse 21, it says that this little band of folk, a whole lot of folk turned to believe in the Lord. That's in verse 21. Didn't even know their name. You don't know who those folk were. All we know is that they were believers, but a great number believed and turned to the Lord. These people were so strong. They were so strong in their conviction and so committed to the ways of Jesus Christ that the people of Antioch gave them a name. So strong that the people in Antioch gave them a nickname. They, they nicknamed them and they called them Christians. Are y'all hearing me? They, 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 they called them, as a matter of fact, text says that this was the first time that disciples of Jesus were ever called Christians. Well, just exactly what is that? Just exactly what does that mean? What do they mean by that? Well, I'll tell you right off what they meant and what they were saying, what they were calling them. It was not a term of endearment. Are y'all hearing me? As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, it was sort of a put down. They were really sort of making fun of them, sort of making light of them. Calling them Christians. So what does it mean, Christian, Christ, I-A-N, Christian? Well, the Latin suffix of the word I-A-N, I-A-N, it means belonging to the party of. I'm going somewhere. Belonging to the party of. So if that's what it means, <clears throat> when I tie that to, to Christ, C-H-R-I-S-T, and then I put that on the back of it, that means that I belong to the party of Christ. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> so, so when folk ask me, uh, about my party affiliation. I, I'm quick to let them know that I am a member of the Christ party. I want them to understand right off that I can't get so caught up in any political party that I can't speak the truth of Christ to either one of them. I'm a member of the Christ party. And we all have to be careful. We have to be careful right now. And we have to pray for discernment because everybody now wants to be identified with Christians. Everybody wants to be identified with Christians right now. They just don't necessarily want to be a Christian. Y'all ain't hearing me. Oh, you see them flooding in and out of the church now? They want to identify. They really just don't want to be. They, they want to take photos. Holding up a Bible. Y'all ain't hearing me. They want to take photos holding up a Bible, but have absolutely no intention of doing anything the Bible says. 
there's an all-out attempt. <clears throat> an all-out attempt to hijack the name Christian and redefine it so they can fit in it. Y'all ain't hear me. You hear things like Christian right, Christian left, conservative Christian and liberal Christian. What's wrong with just being a Christian? Are y'all hearing me? You see, I found that if I'm on the right, I got to hate sin and the sinner. But if I'm on the left, y'all hear me? I've got to embrace sin and the sinner. Are y'all hearing me? But as a Christian, I am compelled to hate sin and at the same time, love. Are y'all hearing me? That's why I'm in the Christ party. Got to love the sinner. But so people struggle with the term, I'm a Christian. They struggle because when I said I set myself up to be examined and Jesus is the standard. Y'all ain't hearing me. When I said I'm backing myself up against Jesus and now you got to measure me up against, and let me tell you something, I fall, I fail every time. And I'll go ahead and tell you, with Jesus as a standard, all of us come up short. Every time we try, we come up short. But what it does for me is it frees me from the burden of trying to figure out where I stand on certain issues. I don't have to sit around trying to figure out what I think about abortion. I ain't got to try to figure that out. I know what my stance is. Y'all hear me? I know what, I, what my stance is. I, I, I don't have to yeah, sit around wondering what my stance is on civil rights. Y'all hear me? I know because of the Bible, because of the word of God, I, I, I'm a Christian. And I know where I stand. That's the problem that I'm having with the leadership of our nation right now. Most of them claim to be Christians and they can't agree on nothing. Y'all hear me? How are you a Christian and you can't agree on feeding the hungry? How are you a Christian and you have no concern for the homeless? How are you a Christian and you can't agree on health care? What kind of a Christian? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, I, I may have to struggle sometime with my humanity and my flesh, but I, I, I can never be confused about what the word of God says. Y'all ain't hearing this. So as I move to a close, I'm right back to the words mama taught me, that word striving. Right back to that word striving. I'm a Christian, but I'm still striving. I'm striving to be a better Christian. I want to be more like Jesus every day. I'm a Christian, 
not because of anything I've done, but because I have accepted what Jesus did for me at Calvary. Y'all better hear me. I'm I'm a Christian because I accept the price that Jesus paid when he got up from the grave, when he conquered sin, and when he conquered death. And because I believe that, I'm a Christian. Are y'all hearing me? We call that, we call that because I believe that. When I believe that, we call that regeneration. I am a Christian. But although I'm a Christian, I'm not a finished product. I'm trying to help somebody. I'm a Christian, but I'm not a finished product. I I still got some rough edges. Are y'all here? I'm in a process, a process of becoming. We are, are y'all hearing me? We call that sanctification. I'm still a work in progress. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's why sometimes I hear others say, and I have to say, please be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. I am becoming. Y'all ain't hearing me. I am a Christian. And at the same time, I am becoming a Christian. But then, there will come a day. Y'all ain't hearing me. There will come a day when all of this will be complete. There come a day when all of this will be finished. We call that glorification. Y'all ain't hearing me. Let me read it the way Paul says it. Paul says, in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye, the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will be raised incorruptible and and then we all shall be changed. Y'all ain't hearing me. In other words, that day I'll be just like him. That's what we call glorification. That's my final change. And in that day, I'll be able to say I am. Are y'all hearing me? I am a Christian because I've been born again. I am a Christian because he's working on me right now. I am a Christian because some glad morning, when this life is over, I'll fly away to be at rest. As I journey, through this land, singing as I go, pointing souls to Calvary, to the crimson flow, many arrows pierce my soul from without within, but the Lord leads me on, and through him, I will win. Oh, I want to see it. I want to look upon his face. There's a sing forever of his saving grace on the streets of glory. Let me lift my voice. Cares all pass. Home at last. Ever. Y'all find that and sing it for me. Yeah, 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 yes. Thank you. 
it was a term a pejorative term but we come to know now that it means so much more right now that we are followers of Christ that that that, that I don't have to get it right all I got to do is get myself up and keep on following Jesus Christ and now we lift that invitation to you to lift yourself up right now but know that you're not lifting yourself up he's doing it for you for he justified you he will sanctify you and one day he'll glorify you so we lift the name of Jesus Christ he says come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest take my yoke upon you and I and learn of me for my yoke is easy 
and my burden is like, I thank God that we serve a God who gave me an easy yoke to follow him. Don't always get it right, but thank God he has gotten it right for me and he'll get it right for you. Give yourself to Jesus right now. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we bless your name. That unlike those at Antioch, we now stand firm in our Christian faith. We now stand firm in our Christian life. But Lord, we also stand firm in our Christian hope. For one day, that same God who died for us, the same God who lived for us, the same God who got up for us will come back and get us for himself and Lord we want to thank you for Jesus Christ and Lord right now in the sound of our voice we want to pray for those who want to identify with us but they don't want to be like us Lord because we know that you still have the power that at the cross there is still room for you that regardless of what you believe, regardless of what you know, that if you come to live with Jesus Christ, he will give you life in him. And that life will be a life that leads to eternal salvation. Lord, we thank you. Lord, we praise you. Lord, we lift you up for you are a worthy God. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus the Christ, we pray and ask all blessings. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Why don't we bless the Lord in here? Why don't we bless the Lord in here? Amen. And let me just take a moment. Can't see all over the house, but I will uh, give a moment if there are those who desire to become a part of this family. We invite you to come, even if you're in here. Those who are at home, after hearing the word of God today, if you desire to become a part of the body of Christ, you desire to become a Christian today just because of what you believe. If you can believe on him, accept him as Lord and Savior, accept what he's already done went to the cross, died for you, but he got up for you. If you can believe that, today you are saved. And I, I want to challenge you now to get yourself in a Bible-believing church. Uh, I always said this is a wonderful church, but it's not the only church. You need to find somewhere that you can serve where they believe the word of God. and Go talk to them. Let the pastor know that you've made a decision. You want to be a part of that family. You want to be a part of that church family. You're already a part of the body of Christ. We thank you again today for your faithfulness. All of you who are at home, who are worshiping from the church house at home, thank you so much for being so faithful in your worship. Thank you so much for being faithful in stewardship. Uh, it is a blessing to see how and how much we have grown over the years and you really don't know how much you've grown until you meet a challenge and now we see the growth of Salem Church and we thank you so much 
let me let me uh, uh, share with us that we have lost one of our deacons, uh, a great soldier in the army of the Lord, Deacon Taylor Brown. Uh, Deacon Brown passed away, and we'll be funeralized on Tuesday, Tuesday, August fourth, at Gregory Levitt Funeral Home in Lawrenceville. Uh, there is uh, it's. There is a limit on the number they can have. And so we're going to hopefully, as a church family, we're going to wait and let the family make sure that they are there. And I think maybe there are a few places, uh, but not very many. So let's just, we'll, we'll watch. We'll be televised. Uh, we'll be Zoomed. And so we'll all watch from home and let's stay in touch uh, with Sister Brown. Uh, but let's let the family have that time and then there. Maybe opportunities, maybe in the cemetery or somewhere where we can get a chance to uh, to fellowship uh, with them. Also, uh, we announced the passing of Sister Felicia Dennis. Sister Dennis uh, has been in a nursing facility now for a while, but was just a faithful member of Salem for years. And so I want us just to be in prayer for that family. Uh, as they go through this period. Uh, there will be a memorial service planned at some point, uh, but at this point there will be uh, no service. We are already looking into, once we're through with this, uh, we want to just, we're going to schedule just a, a memorial. Uh, we've lost so many and have not had the opportunity to celebrate. So we just look forward to the time that we can all come together and just celebrate as a family, celebrate the lives of all of those who have been called on. Again, we thank you. God bless you. God keep you as our prayer to our praise team and worship leaders. Thank you so much. As always, our team upstairs, thank you all so much for all that you do. God bless you and God keep you is our prayer. God be with you till we meet again. Spirit rest rule and abide with us now 
Henceforth and forevermore, let us all say. There are several ways to submit your tithe and offering. Online at www.thechurchwithzeal.org slash give. On Cash App at dollar sign the church with zeal. Via the Givelify app. By mail to Salem Missionary Baptist Church, P.O. Box 817, Lilburn, Georgia 30048 or in person at the church office on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday from 10 a.m. until 2 p.m. It's not necessary to wait until Sunday to give. Online, Givelify, Cash App, or mail-in contributions may be submitted on any day of the week. Thank you for your continued support of the ministry at Salem Missionary Baptist Church.